Alright, so our Paragimel Mishnah Ches. Yesterday we left off the opening up the door um, from the Hechel, from the inside. They went around the side, they went into the inside, and now they're opening up the big door, the Shar. This Shar was wood, and uh, apparently, so the, it made a very loud noise when they opened up the Shar. Uh, the Mishnah says over here, and it made such a loud noise that you could hear uh, the opening up the, of the gate in Yerichai. And since we mentioned that, so the Mishnah mentions that there were seven other things that were so loud that you were hearing Yerichai. Two musical instruments. Number one called a magrefa, which is some kind of wind instrument. Also the cymbals, the, tz- uh, the tzilzalim. Uh, you could hear them in Yerichai. Also, when you use the wooden pulley to crank up the water by the kiar, same thing. Um, when the guy, uh, what's it called, the announcer, his name was Gavini, he had a very, very loud voice. You could hear him in Eureka, it's a loud voice. Um, when they blew the shofar, you would hear it in Eureka. And uh, some say that when the Kayin Gadol said the Shema Mepharish in Yom Kippur, that also was heard in Yerichai. Mestama, all of this was Bederach Nes, otherwise there's no way that it could be that loud. But in any case, uh, one more thing, the smell of the Keteris also went until Yerichai. And uh, there's a report in the Mishnah that, uh, that there were goats on a mountain that wasn't too far from there, and they used to sneeze because of the fact that they smelled the Keteris. So this is it all in Mishnah Ches. So they would hear the sound of the Shar HaGadol being opened. They would hear the sound of that wind instrument. They would hear the sound of the wood pulley that they pulled up the water um, for the Kiar. They heard the sound of Gavini, who was the announcer. Oh, I forgot that one. Um, they also heard the sound of the Khalil, of the flute. The cymbals. They heard the Levium saying Shir. Also, the sound of the Kain Gadol saying the Shema Mepharish in Yom Kippur. They could smell the Keteris. My father's house had goats Mikhvar on a mountain called Har Mikhvar, which was also around the area. And they would sneeze from the smell of the pitum hakateris. Okay, moving on to uh, Mishnah Tess. We go back now. They had two people who were going to do the dishun to take the uh, ashes out of the menorah and the, uh, what's it called, Mizbeach hakateris. Okay, so the one who went to, to clean off the Mizbeach hakateris. See, he had this basket called a tenny. It was made out of gold. He would take the ashes off with fistfuls. When he finished with the fistfuls, he would sweep the rest into this basket. And then he would take the basket and he would put it on the floor and he would leave. Okay? So that's, uh, what's it called? 
both of them are going to come back at the end. The one who is doing the Menorah, the Menorah, at least according to the Tan of our Mishnah, the Menorah was in the southern part of the uh, Hechel, and it was arranged going from west to east were the candles. The two westmost, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the two eastmost um, Neiris, yeah, were, uh, were, what's it called, were always lit. And those two were not supposed to be cleaned out now. So if they were lit, so then you just clean out the other five. If they were not lit, for whatever reason they went out, so you have to relight them and you clean out the other five. After you, uh, and the way that the king got up there, he stood up on steps. Um, there were a bunch of, there were three steps that went up to it. He cleaned it out. And then he took, uh, what's it called? He took all the ashes and wicks in something called the, the, the what's it called? The, the kuzo we saw yesterday, or kuz, which was a big jar of gold. You left it on the second step, and then he left. Okay, so that's Mishnah test. Misha Zacha Bedishim Mizbech, Pnimi, the one who was Zechet to do Bedishim Mizbech, Pnimi Nichnas Vinatal Hateni. So he goes in, he takes this gold basket, and puts it in front of him. He would take fistfuls of the ashes and put it inside. Ubacharina, and uh, afterwards, Kibir Es Hashar, he would sweep the rest of the ashes. Vinichoi, and he would put it down. Vyatsa, he would go out. Misha Zacha Bedishon Hamenoira, the one who was Zeche in the Dishon Hamenoira, of taking the ashes from the Menoira, Nichnas, he would go in, Umatzashte Neris Mizrachias, and he would, then uh, <coughs> if he found that the two easternmost uh, Neris were Dolkim, were lit, then Medashin Esashar, then he would uh, clean out the rest of them, the other five. And he would leave the other two lit. These other two are going to be are going to be cleaned out after um, the what's it called after the shechita of the tamid. Metsa and shekabu. If you find that these two neiris were uh, extinguished, so then medashnon. Then you you then you medashnon madlikim minadokim. Medashnon over here doesn't mean that you clean out the ashes. It just means that you fix the wick so it could be relit. And you relight those two. Then you clean out the other five candles. There was a big stone that was in front of the menorah. And there were three steps going up to it. And on that the coin would stand and he would uh, clean out the neiris. And he would take this golden jar, al and put it on the second step, v'yotza, and then he would leave. Okay, so that is, uh, what's it called? That's the end of the third parak. As Hashem, next time, so we continue with the fourth parak and uh, get back to the carbon tamid.